Passing Dimes is proud to welcome a new partner to the show, Momentum Pro Camps. Momentum Pro Camps runs volleyball camps across Ontario, bringing professional athletes, coaches, and resources to communities, clubs, and partners. Momentum's mission is to inspire and develop high performers for life, and they're doing just that. Unfortunately, because of the COVID-19 pandemic, Momentum has suspended all programming until permitted by local public health recommendations. However, they have developed incredible future programming for athletes to benefit from and are excited to share it with all of you when we can play again. Follow us on social media at Momentum Pro Camps for updates and details on future programs or email us at contact at MomentumProCamps.com. Stay excellent, friends. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode three. Garrett, we're at three already of Shark Cuts. And this is this is a world-leading show right now because not only do we talk about awesome stuff, but we've also got like some inter-banter going on where we've got some returning guests already. And on last week's show, your father, John May, and our good friend, Jake McNeil, they threw down the gauntlet thinking they, they were the best guests of all time. So already, can we answer that question with our returning guests? And what better way for them to like announce their presence with authority but to bring an Olympian with them? Like This is awesome. This is episode three, and we're already like reaching new heights every week we do this. So uh, I'll throw it back to you, my guy, Garrett May from Yes Guy Gaming. You can introduce our guests, but I- I'm excited to get this one started. Well, thanks, Josh, and welcome, everybody, to the show. Uh, we're not going to waste any time. Yes Guy Gaming, passing dimes, joining up. Welcome to Sharp Cuts. Let's introduce our guests for this episode. So first off, we'll start with, I think, the most important guest, and maybe that's going to be a little contentious uh, start to the episode, but uh, I don't think so. This guy, so. Former, no, part, former beach partner of mine, again, still not ruling anybody out yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> former beach partner of mine, um, played for Canada's beach volleyball national team. Okay, that's narrowing it down so far. Um, best looking guy we've had on the show so far. That's right. It's Sam Schachter. Welcome to the show, Sam. I feel like you guys say that every single time you have a new guest. Uh, we actually do. Uh, and, uh, welcome to the show, Sam. We'll quickly introduce our second guest returning to the show. Another former partner of mine. Great guy. Uh, didn't, uh, well, we'll talk about some stuff with Dan later. Welcome to the show, Dan Deering. <laughs> that's the intro uh, we'll talk about some stuff later <laughs> okay yeah dan welcome he's got nothing to say that's all right and we'll introduce our uh our last guest uh returning um fan favorite of the show i mean we'll see oscar kahu welcome to the show oscar <laughs> happy to be here happy to be here um so welcome guys uh josh i mean let's get this thing started we got some hot guests we're lubed up we're ready to go in every sense of the word, what are we starting with? Well, this one actually started on the weekend. This shows that when we have returning guests, they're putting in thought into the show. They're always thinking about the show. And Dan Deering went through the archives and he dug up a score when May Deering played against Cantor Loziak at Poland. And he talked about like, they didn't really know who you guys were, but you forced through the three. It was a tough battle. So kind of to steal off of the Knuckleheads podcast, like the great question they always ask their guests is like, when you're on tour, who's the first guy who gave you like your welcome to the show moment? Who's the first guy who kind of like slapped you around a little bit? And, and and full disclosure, Oscar hasn't played on tour, but Oscar's an offset champion. He's a provincial champion. Maybe there's somebody he's came across in his career where he's just like, you know what? It was really hard to defend against so-and-so, or I was a little starstruck about this guy. But I think we'll let Dan start because he dug through the archives to find Cantor Loziak, who 
they probably saw the draw and they're like, we're playing Canada. Who are these guys? And you guys gave them everything they could handle. So Dan, why don't you take it from there and we can go around the loop here about some starstruck moments or guys that you played on the draw where they're like, who are these guys? I think the hardest, the hardest thing to, um, during that competition, it was in Switzerland. I think the hardest thing to deal with was actually, uh, myself and my coach. Um, it was, you know, it was the famous, infamous John May, you know, um, amazing coach, um, amazing mentor. Um, it was, it, it was, you know, John sees the game so beautifully and so simply. Oh, oh easy there, buddy. Like, like relax on that. Keep it moving. Okay. Get to the point here. We don't need all that. <laughs> I'm keeping it moving. Here, right? yeah, you should have so been like, there last I week. see, I see John, I see John, I see John seeing me under a tree from like 30 meters apart with his laser beam focus, just saying in his mind, Dan, keep it simple, stupid. Just hit the ball. I'm like, okay, and I feel that. And then, so let's go back onto the match. So Garrett and I kind of hop onto the court. You know, Garrett's doing his warm-up. I'm doing my warm-up. I'm not really kind of showing my jump yet. And, uh, you know, we hop onto the court, and these guys are running a pretty fast offense. You know, like, Loziak's kind of just like looking like he's, you know, from the hood in Poland. He's walking around with a bit of a swag. And Cantor is kind of taking things very seriously. And Garrett and I just ready to, we're ready to game. We are ready to game. And we're like, you know, underdogs ready to go. And it was, it was an exciting match because they kind of went onto the court thinking they would slap us up. And yeah, we did lose. That's fine. But anyways, it was close. (laughs) (laughs) going past that. (laughs) It was close and we had many chances to uh, take it away, but it was, it was a good battle because it kind of started off. We started strong. They kind of were shocked at first with with Garrett's defense, our defense. um, And it wasn't a breeze. And then we actually had a lot of world tour teams watching that match, um, including uh, the Canadian women's team that were, you know, encouraging us at the time, but there was a lot of teams watching us. So we kind of made some noise. So it was, it was a pretty fun match in a beautiful venue. And, uh, Garrett and I were like really strong. We're, we're playing really well. Good ball. Well, it's a great story, Dan. And it kind of makes me think of a similar story that I had with Oscar, an experience, a moment where we had, where we fought a team, hard fought battle and they kicked our ass. 14U, back in the day, Oscar and I are 12. We're playing a little-known team. We come up with a, against a guy with a ponytail. He's a really tall guy. He jumps really high. Kind of unbelievable talent, this guy. And we end up going against him. And just, we I don't think we got maybe one or two points only. Oscar was ripping that lefty underhand serve. It was fantastic. And this guy absolutely crushed him. And I think this player ended up going on to be a complete no-name in the sport, actually, um, and nobody ever heard from him again. So that was uh, oh, dude, that's I played story. the same guy, same guy had cornrows. It was crazy. <laughs> Did he wear a beater <laughs> too? Yeah, honestly, I think he played with him once. We played like a match where he got zero blocks. It was really bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I gotta tell you, my my story when I first like arrived on tour was uh, for if any of you guys know. Uh, fantastic Spanish team, Herrera Guevara. My, my moment that I had arrived on tour came off the court. So Josh and I had just finished up practice and I was sitting off by the, one of the poles at the side of the court. 
and we're just we're just chilling there. And Josh and I have this like ongoing joke about who can who can fart the loudest. <laughs> <laughs> and I just let a fart absolutely rip. And and Guevara is sort of running around the court, and he and he runs beside <laughs> me right as he hears my massive fart. And he looks at me and he goes, "Canadian boom!" And keeps <laughs> on running. <laughs> and that's when I knew I arrived. That was what did it for you, eh? You brought you brought oh, the Canucks stuff, if you know what I'm saying. And he uh, he got wow. That's so it wasn't your play that impressed him. It was just the sound of your fart. I was nobody. <laughs> Listen, top quality content you get here on Pass and Dime Sharp Cuts, eh, Josh? Like you hear the full gambit. You know, I was expecting because Shakter's actually been on tour long enough to beat some guys. So maybe he like came <laughs> against this guy and like got slapped around, but then he came back and beat them and meddled on the podium. But no, he opens up with that story. So you know, <laughs> can't really expect what's going to happen. I, on the love show. I love that. <laughs> well, that's fantastic. So really you haven't played or like, you don't have that moment where you kind of went in as the young kid and somebody just laid the smack down on you and was like, Hey, like you're good. You made it, but like beat it kid type thing. I mean, my first main draw match was against uh, Todd and Phil, and that was the year that they won ten of the twelve events. That was that was with Maverick, wasn't it? For most of it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was with Mav. That was in uh, Prague, our very first main draw. And I, I actually remember walking into the uh, the the buffet, the dinner buffet, after we had first got the main draw, right? And you're completely starstruck. All these new guys, and uh, and I mean, no one talked to me. I just went and I sat with the Canadian guys. That was the new kid. <laughs> That's but, the guy uh, full of gas. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone just went away. <laughs> exactly. I've uh, I, I, that kind of is a good segue. I kind of wanted to uh, to talk about some stuff around that because when you go on tour, and for those of you of us listeners out there, like it's it's kind of a different world when you're a professional athlete, right? Because you. You travel and train with all these same people week after week, especially on beach. I mean, indoor, it's probably similar, but not the same, right? Because you're all going to the same thing at the same time. So I'm just curious, Sam and Dan, um, kind of what what you guys are seeing like on the tour, what what your experiences with some of the culture there? Because I was kind of the same and always was. Never really went to talk to anybody. Didn't try to make friends. I was trying to be the enemy guy, like, ah, I'm going to kick all your asses and I mean, we all see how it worked out for me, but I'm wondering what it's like for somebody who's maybe a little bit more uh, into that sort of thing. I'll tell you the one word that I use to encompass my relationship with everyone on tour is frenemies. You know, it's like you got to be friendly with those guys because you got to train with them and you got to sort of it's like it's like that group team culture because it is the same core group. I mean, with a couple filtering in and out. But I mean, once you get on the court, it's professional. I mean, you get the little rivalries that are fun and sparks fly. I mean, you see those little things sort of develop over the years. But for the most part, everyone's pretty cordial. I wish it was more of like that AVP atmosphere where those guys get a little chirpy they're around each other a little more often and that sort of develops but i mean it's, it's a little stiff it's a little stiff on the court so you don't hear any really chirps flying or anything we know our resident chirp expert volley chirps would be bringing maximum level chirps there if he were there oscar you got any while we're at it i mean not a great segue but you got any chirps for sam's game right now just like his whole camera the whole look for our listeners, you can't see. Oscar, you got anything brewing over there? 
Uh, what, I'm not. I'm not even sure what you mean. What I'm commenting on here. Yeah, great Are you point. Sam, am I supposed to chirp <laughs> Sam here? I don't well, want to. Listen, make <laughs> you started volley chirps. You got a bunch of followers. You got to be ready to throw a chirp at any moment on this show. Well, uh, sorry you uh, set my expectations so high. Maybe I should, maybe I should have it. <laughs> Well, if we're just putting Oscar on the spot, I'll take a turn because Oscar has a hilarious interaction with Martin Reeder, and it was actually a reverse starstruck where you didn't actually recognize him. <laughs> you told me the story oh, yeah. on the beach crew, and I've retold it many times. I was okay, hoping to get you your version us. of this story. Okay, okay, I'm I'm a little rusty on that on that version. If you could, if you could. Get it started, and then maybe anytime you want to interrupt. Awesome. So, so Oscars during the OVA Beach Tour when the tournament starts to wind down, nets start being taken down, right? So Oscar's just watching, like he's obviously working on the crew, but the tournament's winding down, so he's watching Garrett laid into a a tournament, right? And there's Ah. this 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 guy with an aura around him. He's just like stretching. There's like only a little bit of sun at the beach, but somehow he's in the sunlight and he's just in the distance stretching. And (laughs) then he comes over and asks you for the score, and you start talking to him about volleyball. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm I'm starting to remember now. Um, yeah, he's off on his own, um, doing exactly what Gary was doing just there. He's like stretching on his own. He's like, he looks like a beach guy, like Super Mister California. <laughs> he's got a tan. He's got no shirt. He's you know he's well built, and and we just start talking about the game this is was this was like a big game for gear at the time too i i think i remember that it was like the pod stockers wasn't it i don't know it was an early one like that but um then he starts asking me uh just like what the score is and i'm like yeah and i'm like do you play because he's a tall guy <laughs> that's heartbreaking yeah and you know what i only learned that that could have been heartbreaking well after the fact i thought he took it i thought he took it pretty well he's like yeah i play and he starts naming off a few of these events that i've never even heard of or you know <laughs> like i i don't know a lot of the, the whole the whole program you know and i'm just like oh okay yeah cool so i guess you do <laughs> I, i'm just gonna go watch my friend that probably buried him emotionally i know if it were me i would be like upset here well, i am no, big shooter i won the me. tournament yesterday and you're folding me up you don't even know who i am yeah if you ask him if he plays and you're like oh okay cool and then he starts naming all these things and he goes oh i just went to a tournament with aaron Cadu, and you let up like oh i know aaron yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah he's my coach <laughs> i know all the scene i know everybody on tour you, you play <laughs> yeah that's okay yeah that's the story that's funny yeah I, I did not know who he was but i i feel like the volleyball players have to get used to that <laughs> I've heard of stories you guys walking around in China, though, you know, like where when uh, I think, Gary, you had a story about you and um, Rich when you were playing walking around. I don't even know some some town where they hold these events and and (laughs) just taking photos with you. Yeah, like it, it was kind of a different a culture shock for sure every time we go and i know big guys i don't know that feeling because i'm not a big guy but big guys when they walk around there people look and stare like like you're some sort of big deal they maybe think you're i don't know a basketball player or something and every time we'd go with rich people would just be taking photos of him because he's huge he's six foot eight um well, he looks like, like thor he looked like thor yeah like he he had the full handlebar mustache long hair like he looks like a superhero kind of and so he often also got mistook, mistaken for Hulk Hogan 
And people would just say, oh, Hulk Hogan, like, and they're taking a picture of it. It's like, mm, no, actually, it's not. But uh, <laughs> we pose for a lot of photos. Like and brother, I don't know where those are today. Like brother, brother. You <laughs> could do such a good impersonation. Holy crap. Yeah, and he leaned into it. Uh, I have another funny story about traveling with Rich, actually. When we were in China for the first time, this is my first time in China. We get there, um, we, we land, we get to the hotel, and we're like, damn, there's no food, everything's closed, like, we got to find something. So we're walking in the street, and we're trying to look for a McDonald's, and we're walking around, and we're saying, McDonald's, M McDonald's, have you, like, and we don't speak Mandarin, like, nobody's speaking English, we're like in... China with McDonald's and nobody seems to know what we're saying. So we're just killing ourselves kind of, but also because we're starving. And so we start like really hamming it up with the Chinese accent. McDonough, McDonough. Like we're like, it, we're kind of being rude, but we're thinking, oh, who, like nobody understands this anyway. What's the point? And we just get really McDonough, McDonough. And finally we go McDonough. And somebody goes, oh, McDonough. Oh, yeah. <laughs> points us in the direction of McDonald's. And we're, like, <laughs> and we're like, oh my gosh, that actually worked. Unbelievable. Oh man. What did you get? Oh, that one tour. I remember the first tournament I went to with him. It was another crazy, like 12 hour flight somewhere, insane. And Rich's feet swell up like <laughs> balloons. So he's wearing these like flip flops. And you can't even see the string because his feet have like enveloped the flip fly. It was, it, it was comical. It looked like a cartoon. I swear to God, it was the craziest thing. That that yeah, but that's kind of wild. You can't fit into the slip on either. You can't adjust the velcro. You gotta wear the you gotta wear the <laughs> Maybe has a bit of Hulk in them too. If you're just gonna swell up when you get sucked. <laughs> Don't true. make him angry. <laughs> Don't make him angry. Hulk Kogan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boys. Man, funny stories from playing on tour. Like a lot of competitive dudes, a lot of like a lot of intense moments, funny stories for sure. Um, we're trying to emulate that a little bit on the show. So if you're still listening, thanks for joining us. Um, things have gotten a little bit competitive on the show, Josh. We're only in episode three, and we've already had some, you know, some sparks being flown back and forth. We had some chirps. We had episode one, we had episode two. I'll, I'll let you guys in on a little something. I did a poll on YouTube, Yes Guy Gaming, subscribe. Um, and I asked, who has been our best guest so far? Um, and I'll put the results up on YouTube if you're watching. I'll try to get it in the video, but I, I'll just read them out as well. So we had Dan Deering, Oscar Kahu, who are joining us right now. If you didn't know, those are their names. We also have Sam Schachter. So we'll have to get the opinion on Sam's ability to. Uh, be a great guest. But then we had Jake McNeil, John May. I added a fifth option, guys, because I the fifth option was this show is garbage. I figured I'd just throw that in there and give people a chance to, you know, really share their true feelings if they if they felt that way. So the standings. Are, well, now you know who to block. Whoever voted there. Yeah, like if somebody votes this show is garbage, I immediately just block them on YouTube. Flag is content, whatever. Um, no, I can't see who voted what. So all these votes could be Oscar just voting. I don't know. You said last episode about making a bunch of fake accounts. Yeah, so I, no, I think, I think uh, since the last episode, I had talked about creating a thousand emails or something. Since since then, actually, I've actually figured out a way to do a uh, 
you know, basically an email farm I've hired in India. And uh, I've got this poll rigged. So by the time by the time you post it up, it will be totally bastardized. Okay, well, then these votes are definitely you. But I got to I'm kind of surprised. These results are are crazy. So tied for second place is Dan Deering, Oscar Gahu, Jake McNeil, and this show is garbage. So, <laughs> so, so boys, you guys couldn't even beat this show is garbage. That is a low, low bar to hold. So I'm, um, so I'm disappointed. We're all at about a hundred thousand votes each, right? <laughs> Well, let's not talk about how many people voted, okay? The numbers, we'll just leave those a mystery for uh, for our viewers and listeners out there. No need to get into that too much. But uh, number one, John May, dad, with 60% of the vote as the best guest so far on Sharp Cuts. I- I'm kind of in shock, Josh. I think it, he drives the controversy. Like, he even called out. Dan and Oscar, like when we were talking about like, oh, this show's going okay, but Jake's not pulling his weight. John said, I was like, no, I think Jake's doing a great job. Everybody's pulling their weight. You know who absolutely sucks, and that's why they're not on the show, is Oscar and Dan. <laughs> that's a direct quote. He said that exactly. <laughs> well, like, that's, his, that's him. He's trying to stir up whatever's not there. Oh, yeah. That's it's how he coaches, too. It's just it make you doubt yourself. You end up coming second because of it. You know, <laughs> like a top-notch coach. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know who's voting for him. And Oscar, I'll admit to the listeners as well, if you're still listening, we tried to fudge the vote. Like, we legitimately tried to influence the results of this poll. Like, I sent out to the buddies the group chat. I was like, boys, Oscar's getting his ass kicked by the show is garbage. We got <laughs> we got to get this going. And a little sharp-cut scandal. It did not work. <laughs> Well, I mean, tied for second. Now, Sam, have you technically been coached by John May? Like, do you have any interactions or stories? Because Oscar, we still got to argue about the playing time thing, and we got to match up that they're on the same episode sometimes, so there can be some confrontation. And and Dan, you've shared some good stories about working with the big shooter. I'm wondering, Sam, has he ever been in your corner or punched you in the brain with his words somehow before? Like, have you had any interactions? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I mean... I, I of course worked with John when I played with Garrett at World Cham- at Junior World Championships when we played together. So that was, I mean, that was really my main experience with the guy. But Euchre every night, how could he not mind punch you? You know, <laughs> <laughs> we did play Euchre literally every night, every chance we got, and it got competitive. We were going it was hard. More competitive than the matches. It was more competitive than the tournament. I swear to God, I was like shaking. I got into the match. I was like, this is a breeze. <laughs> That's true. Punching me for six hours. Yeah, and, uh, you have a competitive group nothing. of people. Marquise, John May, Garrett May, Sam Schachter sitting around the Euchre table, just throwing zingers and like trying to fold each other up incredibly. It was intense. Who were partners? Who were partners? Was it you and you, Sam and Garrett versus Mark and John? No, uh, we maybe should have done that. Like oh. now that we're thinking about it, like we sh- why would they, we not be on the same team when we're at a tournament yeah, trying to win together? You know what? I'm going to say it right I, now. Episode four, you have Garrett and Sam, John and Mark. <laughs> yeah, well, these guys are hard to get a hold of. Apparently, Mark is a tough guy to get on the show. Anyways, I remember Sam that we ended the the tournament perfectly tied, thirty for thirty. 
And it was that last match, it was in the airport on the way home. And it was a big one. And I think me, I was with uh, my dad against Sam and Mark. And we were up one. And so that last one was like to the tie or the win. And you guys won. And it was, yeah, it was intense. It was intense. Is there an airport celebration too? So everyone looked over like, yeah, absolutely. Was, like, well, I don't remember breath. exactly. I was, I was crying. You're in a silent in the silent <laughs> lounge. <laughs> yeah, it's silent in the airport, and Sam and Mark just yes. Everyone's <laughs> <laughs> like, well, who is that? Who are those crazy people? It just reminds me of those times. Happy, we almost got arrested. <laughs> <laughs> Reminds me of those times in high school where you're sitting at the lunch table and, and me and Gary, like you're sitting close to this other table and it's like all of a sudden, like they're just playing dominoes, but then they are slamming, like slamming. And there are videos, I think this is this is still a phenomenon that happens. Like the guys are just <laughs> slamming dominoes. You start their <laughs> table in half and it's like, this is dominoes. Like, Dominance, baby. Yeah, seriously. And we were that intense with Euchre, too. It was like, no, come on. We're like, absolutely let him know. But then it just builds, right? Because the next game, you got to go even bigger than the other guy. <laughs> I remember, Sam, and I, I kind of want to get your thoughts on this because I haven't asked you about this, is uh, we had kind of an interesting moment at that tournament. Um, for reference, Sam and I played way back in the day. It's 10 years ago now, Sam, if you can uh, believe that. Um, yeah. in the junior world championships together where we ended up winning no big deal. Um, and there was a moment where we were late for a meeting with Leonard, the coach at the time, and we were in the middle of a Euchre game. <laughs> so it was, there was a dilemma. It was like, we got, I mean, this is what you, you going to be the one to walk away. Like, no, are, oh, are you going to give up? Like you're going to forfeit. Right. So <laughs> that was a tense moment. Um, and we, then it sparked an even more interesting conversation because Sam, you made the reference. Oh, well, like, no, like you got to show up to your employer, basically. Like you equated it to, we got to show up to like our job for our boss, basically the coach. And my dad called you out and said, what do you mean? He works for you, not the other way around. <laughs> I'm just curious, like what you thought in that moment, has that stuck with you? Cause I'll remember that forever. Changed my world. No, I don't remember that moment. I was traumatized by Leonard making us run about 2K every single morning. I can't remember it anymore. Leonard was, uh, for context, our coach at the time, the guy who was our employer, as it were. But uh, yeah, no. I mean, that I, I definitely think about it more that way now. But I think back then I was a little kid that was uh, a, a little bit more used to just following some some direct orders from coach, from head coach. It's that indoor environment where I felt more like uh, like a piece of a puzzle rather than the, the employer, as, as you put it. So you don't remember that at all? No, I blacked out. Isn't that crazy, though? Because like, you hear sometimes, <laughs> too, wins, people, Long people... Euchre games. I'll tell you what I do remember from that tournament is you sitting there in your bed playing Civilization. Yes, guy, that gaming. Subscribe. I mean, it was a precursor. Like, I mean, come on. We should have seen the writing <laughs> on the wall then. Should have seen it. I should have seen it right there. We were ripping it at that time. Yeah, we definitely do. were. I put probably fifteen hundred hours into that game. Does that is, is that a shocking number? Like, that's maybe I should have been practicing more. I might have done better. For, for most people, that's a shocking number. For you, 
All right, relax there, buddy. Okay, number second in the vote of best guests. Okay, Finish easy there. Throwing chirps. <laughs> yeah, easy there, second place. Yeah, hey, you watch it too, there, second place. <laughs> I purposely didn't put myself in because I know I'd be like I'd either be last or like first. It'd be like I, people hating on me, like you suck, Garrett. So I was like, no, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> no, we're here to stay. You can't do that. We don't belong in the poll. We don't need feedback, Garrett. We're we're the whole show here. <laughs> You're the employer. Yes, I totally. Well, I mean, to be an employer, you got to pay people who are you know who come on the show and stuff like that, and. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you guys were expecting to get anything, but there's nothing coming your way. So, <laughs> so sorry about oh, that. Oh, okay. If they read their waiver, they actually owe us money. Did we get the waiver? <laughs> These guys can't start their own show finally? Or <laughs> No, we totally forgot again. Are you kidding me? I blow it every single week. Okay, just agree right now. You guys can't start your own third show now with you three guys. Like, you just can't do it. No promises. You know what? We, we couldn't do it if we tried because... The second Josh comes in with that radio voice, intro voice, you know, welcome <laughs> to Sheriff Gus. You know, he's he's coming in. You can't compete with that. No, you can't compete with that. No, no, no. no. Yeah, we way. locked him down here on Sharp Cuts. Don't even try. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to bring tried, up for... We tried last time. We tried going deep lines. Season Oscar says, and I tried setting up. Says. It failed miserably. Um, brutal. Okay, but this is maybe why some of the fans think uh, my dad is a good guest because he said this. He goes, no, you're thinking about it the wrong way, Garrett. You got to franchise it, and all the shows that spawn from the show, you got to get a piece of. And I, it was like, yes. What are we thinking here? Spread the word. Franchise, so Baby. franchise it. Huh. You're gonna be the McDonald's of podcast. The McDonald's McDonald. of podcast is right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. They're gonna know you in China. Shop cut. Shop cut. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, I hope so. I gotta translate this to Mandarin. It's gonna be tough, actually. Mm. <laughs> what, what was on the menu at the uh, China McDonald's, and what town was that? It was everything that is on the North American menu, at least the one we went at. Except okay. they had like a dark meat chicken option. Which was that would have been better. Well, I don't know. I, I was I was shook either way. The one the food thing I remember, and I'll never forget this. We go to the buffet in China, and you're in the hotel, and you're thinking, okay, like what what's gonna make sense here? It's a different culture, different food. What's gonna be closest? So I see, and they're all covered with those tins, right? So you see, like, you know, seaweed. It's like, mm, no, okay, I don't wanna go there. Like, you know, some of these other things. I see spring vegetables. I go, oh, perfect. Spring vegetables. I'll have some spring vegetables. I open it up. It's just straight seaweed, pure <laughs> green, full seaweed in there. And I was like, oh, gosh, like I'm lost. So that's my China food story for you, Oscar. I hate that. Shaku, they did that in Haiyang. I saw banana bread on one of the tins and opened it up thinking this is going to be awesome. And it was nowhere close to what banana bread, what I think it is. Like some of the labels there were not accurate. Friend of the show, Jeff Miller, started an amazing golf brand called Club Jason. Designed with quality in mind, Jason sets no limits on comfort, feel, and appeal. They are devoted to growing the game of golf and creating opportunities for those who could benefit greatly from a little extra support. 10% of all sales will go to a Club Jason scholarship for a female golfer. 
an additional 10% of all sales will go towards junior golf programs in Ontario. Club Jason wanted to pass on some savings to you, official friend of the show. Use promo code DIMES, that's D-I-M-E-S, at checkout to receive 15% off your order. Jason also offers free shipping in North America on any order over $99. Visit clubjason.com, that's C-L-U-B-J-S-O-N.com, to check out their amazing clothing and to learn more. Jason, join the club. I think your expectations were a little too high. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, spring vegetables, I'm like, I don't know, my first time in China. Banana bread, that's got to be weird, though. You're like, yeah, are you sure you should have been mistrusting there? Loaf of banana. <laughs> yeah, there's, 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 it's got, it's not the right ingredient there. Just mix up the, la- the label. You wouldn't trust it. Lots of lost in translation there in China, I think. But the McDonald's when I did go, it tasted the same. I will say McDonald's does have one heck of a product that it is global. Where, where is the event? Uh, I've had McDonald's in China in Qinzhou, and then in Haiyang is when I fell for banana bread when it wasn't banana bread. <laughs> like you bit into it? No, I didn't have it. I opened the lid and I was like, "What the f is this?" And I walked away, like upset. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what really pissed you off is I went to McDonald's in Stavanger, which is in Norway. And if you guys don't know, Norway is like one of the most expensive places in the world, and it's like you're paying thirty bucks for a Big Mac. And nothing pisses you off more than you better. Like this better be the best Big Mac I've ever had in my damn life. And it's the same as all the other damn Big Macs. And it cost me like so much. It was, it's 30 bucks. No, no joke. 30 bucks for a Big Mac combo. Oh, what are their spring vegetables like? Is it seaweed? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, listen, you'll get, Sam, you'll get cut fries. You get seaweed. <laughs> Sam, it's your first episode. You, you've had a little bit of time under your belt. Now, let's really get into some sharp cuts. You got anything, any juicy piece? You going to break any news here for us? You're, you're an Olympian. You're on the beach volleyball national team here for Canada. Do you, do you have any prepared, scripted, you know, breaking news you're going to bring us, or are you just kind of showing up? I mean, I'm just showing up. I told you before the show, I bring the Canadian boom, and that's it. <laughs> I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. He's brewing. He's brewing a fart, waiting till the last moment to just let it rip. So if you see him stand up or the camera goes down, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, it's at times like that. I think we'll be thankful time. we're doing this remotely uh, to be apart. You need the full Schachter immersive experience. You got to be in be in the room with me you know, to to really feel my stories. You know, it's true though. I mean, aside from the farts, which I'm going to try to disglaze past. I mean, you do have a bit of an aura around you, and we witnessed that a bit when we were talking a couple of weeks ago about Dan's kind of somewhat viral video where he put the water bottle on the antenna and then laid that massive bounce. Just wondered if you if you saw that video back or your thoughts on that. I saw that video back. I gave that look. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're trying you to start the video. You're trying to get some press out of you know it. You can't see the look I just gave, but damn. <laughs> you guys don't know this, but the look actually was after the hit was made, I heard Sam fart. And he kind of looked into He was like, oh. <laughs> That's what the face was for. That's like, who's what that, who's that baby? Was What's that Johnson and Johnson baby? It's like, 
It did look like that. Yeah. And I mean, that was a huge bounce. Did, are you guys like if you guys when you guys pair up and practice? Because uh, Sam, I know your partner uh, Sam is uh, is taking a bit of a leave right now, right? Like he just had a baby. Oh, he's back. He's okay. back. He's back. Okay. Well, welcome back, Sam. Congrats. When you guys were pairing up, you and Dan ever looking for an extra partner? Are you guys just dominating? Like, is it even close? Dan. Sam is <laughs> Sam. You know, I'm gonna be very careful with my words because, like. I did play with someone for three years as a defender and then playing with Sam, it was, it was, it was, he was a different man. It was, uh, it was quite impressive. I was a little turned on, not gonna lie. Um, and, uh, shortcut exclusives. It's, you know, just, <laughs> hey, I'm trying not like, to get jealous over here, Dan, but you're putting on a little thick. All right. We played together. Like what the heck, man? <laughs> Let's just say, that you're good at this sharp cut, but Sam's a little bit better at the actual sharp cut. <laughs> mm. Interesting. Yeah, but, uh, Sam, Sam does no, like just, a wicked uh, cut from the right side. As yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, cooking, baby, just cooking, cooking. As a no, just as a professional. Um, yeah, everyone knows me for jumping extremely high, and you have to really sharp cut me or deep line over me for sure. And then sometimes I'm like, okay, that's a really good shot. And I just kind of knew on the way down that no one's going to get that ball. And then Shaka comes out of nowhere and it's like, oh shit. Like I have to be ready to run and move. And sometimes <laughs> it was like a dead play. I was like, that's just a really good shot. He went really high over me and all of a sudden he comes out of nowhere and it's like, oh, okay. Now I have to transition set. So got it. <laughs> yeah, well, I will yeah, say I think that ball, my blocker's touching twelve freaking feet. Yeah, I mean, I will say it's funny you're saying that, Dan. I don't think that was much different back in the day. I think maybe just the awareness around it has changed a little bit. I think there was balls still being picked up behind you back in the day that maybe weren't getting set. I don't know though. My memory's a bit fuzzy, but uh... <laughs> no, it, it, it's, it's no, it's been such a long time. It's been like five or six years from feeling that comparison, right? So it's it's uh it's it's beautiful to feel that again for sure. Well, I'll tell you, I'm digging no roll shots these days, so that is that. Now, Sam, I'm curious because you were kind of there in the center training in the times when kind of Dan and I were I, I want to say not, we were there present, but there was some training going on with my dad. And he'd bring in a ragtag group of people, just the most random people you've ever seen to train with the teams he was training with at the time. Christina Valles, Jamie Broder, he'd bring in random people, uh, including Oscar Kahu, to throw down in some of those sessions. When you come in, you're practicing at 10 a.m. The 8 to 10 practices, John May with these girls and a couple of scrubs. What do you what's your first thought when you're walking in there and you're seeing this atmosphere at practice? I mean, there was always a ruckus going on on those courts. I mean, everyone was keeled over every practice. That was the John May way. I mean, that guy would just run you into the ground. You didn't have to do cardio after those practices because he was just, he would run everybody ragged. So from, you know, from our standpoint, it was hilarious and definitely entertaining because, I mean, he would just be ripping on everybody. I mean, breaking you down, making you feel like crap, <laughs> making sure you'd lose. And, uh, and from, from the outside, it was awesome. And then seeing, seeing new people, Oscar coming in all the time, <laughs> just shell shock from the environment. It was awesome. I mean, I love it. I love it. 
Yeah, that that was uh, that was fun, especially when I was hungover. So <laughs> didn't want to do that again. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's been a while since I've been there. Are you like what's the what's the uh, update on sort of the whole professional circuit now, Sam? Since you're, as far as I know, you're active. Yes. Yes, I am. Yeah, active. Like, yeah. So, like, what? <laughs> like, do they even have events anywhere in the world, or is that like because they they have like the the NHL going on right now? They've got some sports league they just finished. Yeah. NFL. Can you even do any sort of beach events or? You know what? Honestly, I mean, not a ton of funniness coming out of this. I mean, everyone's pretty spooked. Everyone's pretty spooked from COVID. I mean, they're running an event now, but. Uh, you know, I, I don't completely blame them. Everyone's in such different situations. So they'll make, they'll make the most of it. And, uh, I'm sure they'll figure out before the Olympics, hopefully we all get to qualify and get there. But, um, yeah, I mean, to be honest, sort of everyone's in the same boat. It's, it's not, it's not amazing, but we're making do and I'm sure, I'm sure things will turn around soon. So when's the Olympics? Like, like I haven't even looked at all of this because, like, I've kind of tuned out news at this point. So what's happening on that front? Well, it's going to run because rich people really want it to run, and they've spent a lot of money, and I don't really blame them. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's a go as of right now. So um, you know, I think they'll make the final call probably by May. Uh, I think that's the deadline. If they if they need to cancel it, it'll have to be by then because they need they don't want people booking flights and all that nonsense and right. having to bill on it. But uh, yeah, no, I mean it's it's going to be a go and and vaccination or not, there will be no fans in the stands. That's what I'm hearing. But I mean, it's all sort of rumors rumors right now. So we don't. Nobody really knows. I know probably about as much as everybody else, which is the saddest part of it. <laughs> So let's say it does go. Olympics are happening. Let's say Sam Schachter, Sam Pedlow, they qualify. What can we expect from Sam Squared in terms of results at the Olympics? Are you going for gold? Are we getting that? Are we are complete domination? That's all I do. <laughs> <laughs> You got to go in. If I've learned anything from our relationship, Garrett, and our partnership, you got to go in with the belief and you got to believe. Yeah. And Josh and I are struggling with that a little bit on this show, actually, the belief that it's going to be successful. So thanks for reminding me of that. Glad to, I mean, that's a tough thing to go in and just expect that you're going to be the Olympic gold medalist. Like, uh, Hey, I know that it was tough for me and it didn't work every day, but I'm glad to hear you're feeling that way. I mean, what makes you so confident? Uh, well, I mean, we're well rested right now. We haven't played in about a year. So I feel pretty good. <laughs> uh, I, I gotta say, we just, we, we, we've got a ton of potential to do it. We've shown that we can compete with the best of them. So, uh, why not us? Right. Like, it's not like, uh, it's not a matter of, of, uh, you, you, you gotta win at some point. And it, you look at the Olympics, there's always a dark horse that's finishing in those top spots. So, uh, why couldn't it be us? I mean, you look at Smedens and, uh, Plavins, I believe who got a bronze in there. Um, Every, I mean, if, I, I don't know off the top of my head, but every single year, there is outside of the top 16, finishing the top three. I think it so, was Cuba last cycle who kind of came out of nowhere as an unknown and ran the table, right? Like, Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, those of us who'd faced them and Rosika knew they were coming hard. Yeah. Yeah. Josh is breaking down the film for the national team every week, and every week he's just pumping my tires. Is Josh helping your cause? Is Josh a great coach? Because I mean, I've, we've tried to get him to disclose a little bit, some of the inside scoop of what goes on in his mind, the coaching. We kind of egged him on, tried to get him to say he's going to cut one guy just straight up first day. I mean, I guess that didn't happen. As but... for my recommendation. As yeah, that was your call. Yes, yeah. we heard that. <laughs> but he didn't. We do don't it. even know if Felipe's alive. Because he was supposed to be there. <laughs> Wait, so Josh, you hire Felipe Umania Paredes as your assistant coach, Umania Paredes, and he doesn't show up? I, I can't confirm or deny his whereabouts. He hasn't been. Uh... <laughs> Felipe, if you're watching this, <laughs> if you're out reach out, buddy. Are you okay? We need to hear from you. Go Can ahead, I make myself a suspect in this? <laughs> <laughs> You'll be hearing from the authorities, Josh. Shit. I do have a Schachter question, though, because, Garrett, when we had you on the Passing Knives podcast, you mentioned, like, I asked, like, did you get off the plane thinking you were going to win world championships? You're like, yeah, of course. I should have won U19. Now I'm going to U21 with Schachter. Of course I'm going to win. Where I know we say, like, jokingly, like, Sam, you're going in thinking you're going to win a gold medal. But is that honestly the attitude you go into tournaments? Like, I, I really want to know, is this what athletes should be doing that this expectation is like, I'm not here to participate. I'm not a tourist. I'm not here to try Chinese McDonald's. I'm here to win the tournament. It's the opposite of my approach. I am here for the McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for pool play. Yeah, I think Sam would refute the question, though, that we were joking about that gold medal. I mean, maybe it sounded funny, but you were serious, right? Oh, uh-huh, yeah. Why not? Why wouldn't I be serious? I, I'm just asking. I don't know, man. Hey, you're the one who's the pro athlete. We're just trying to make a show here. <laughs> Boys. Boys, come on. <laughs> like, Dan, do you have the same feelings when you go to a tournament? Like, you're you're there to win, and that's the mindset. That's the expectation. Like, because when I, I find when Garrett wins, like, it just confirms what he knows, right? He's not happy about it. Just like a confirmation sometimes, right? Garrett is incredible you know how many times i would show up at practice with a journal and i'd be like okay i would write down this is what i want to work on today um hey garrett i want to share this with you i'm going to be working on you know making sure that my sets are exactly where you want them so you can hit your amazing high six shot um and i would show him the book and it would be like all these things i'm like garrett do you mind like if you write down something and like share it with me he takes my book and he goes w i n let's go practice did I do that? Oh, hell yeah. What a dick. Oh, yeah. I'm such a dick. <laughs> so good. So good. Like, sometimes, like, you would hear drills happening and be like, okay, this is what we're going to do. This is going to be a side-out drill. You know, uh, you have to confirm two points to, 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 to get a big point. And I'm like, hey, Garrett, like, I kind of I kind of didn't hear that last part. Can you describe it for me? He'd be like, hey, Dan, yeah, let's just go win. I Like, <laughs> was I guys like is that the realization we're making here is that i'm this I'm no like, you were just no, no. you, you were weren't always coming from a on. you were always on there was like you showed up to win even in the smallest drills and the in the biggest drills and gameplay you were like win that's it simple like pass set score no win we're well, winning this drill thanks guys oscar you'll give great. it to me straight though was am i no, not anymore. You hesitated. Uh, but, but when, you hesitated. You, you hesitated. absolutely hesitated. Absolutely clear here. 
I remember the, those practices I would show up hungover for, and your and your dad's really pushing you. Like it, it's a practice for you, even though it, even though it's supposed to be for Jamie and, and uh, Christina. He's, your dad's practicing you, and, and he's like he's he's like pushing you, and we're we're playing a, a game, and then I'm putting you up for two balls, and you're like <laughs> you're up at the net chirping. Like not not saying things, but just like you know, just showing them your traps after a, like a massive throwdown. Like, come on! I'm, so, I'm back. I'm heading back to the serve line because I don't want to be around. <laughs> right. So that's confirming that I I am was and will always be a complete. Uh, well, your words, not mine. You know what? I would, I would say you're a confidence man. You know how like every like rapper's got like their hype guy in the corner. You're like you're the best. You know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Was, one more time. One yeah, more time. Can we can we get that back again? You're doing the pigeon noise. <laughs> Garrett is that hype man. You are like you're Wait, the best. Wait, well, what? It'll win. I'm oh. the hype man. I'm not the guy who has the hype man. man. You are the hype man. You are the you're your own hype man. And okay, now yeah, you fixed it. Now you know what I gotta rewind. Like, I'm being. No, I'll, like, I'll stop. Don't get me wrong. You're not like the Robin to a Batman. It's not like you're the side guy. You are the guy, but you're also the hype man for your own guy. Does that make sense? You know yes, what? We guy. probably should just move on. <laughs> yes, guy. <laughs> <laughs> when well, he says that, it's not it's not to us, it's to him. Yes, God. Josh, <laughs> save us from this 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 cesspool of me just in my ego and these guys say this where we let's get get dig us out of this hole. I've never seen you cheer for yourself. I've seen other people on the beach yell their own name. I've seen you like, you know, serve a bomb and get an overpass and somebody your blocker will just like hit it down and you'll be like, that's all you. And meanwhile, like you orchestrated the whole thing. So you were a supportive partner, I feel like. I, I cheer for myself. I still do. You guys don't see it. But when I post a YouTube video, Yes Guy Gaming, subscribe, and it does well, I'm at home like, yeah, like absolutely. Yes. Back here. And nobody sees it. So. <laughs> you know what you know what i i'm gonna go back and dial back for what, whatever when josh asked the first question here about the welcome to the show moment because that just reminded me uh i think i was uh i might have been 14 years old it was like a 15 year I, when i was back playing on the tour the ontario tour no no just say the tour, <laughs> the tour. Oh, back, yeah back on the tour yeah. and and uh i'm playing with my friend matt varis and um we align in a pool I, it might have been like a 16 year event too or something i'm not even sure we played sam we played sam and at the time i think it was i think it was rex and that was back when you guys were like doing head headbands and and Yelling out of the boundaries, like, like things like <laughs> out that. Out of the boundaries, that was a classic. <laughs> like, it's like I was hitting it out of the boundaries. Like, like it was like we knew, like we're, we're just we're fair weather. We we enjoy playing volleyball. You guys were trying to be there and win, and like you know, <laughs> you were here for business, and you know, it it really made me realize like. I'm definitely more of a fair weather player. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's going somewhere. Like, like you were chasing oh, no. down balls and stuff, and we were just like, 
we were, we were having fun with it at that point, like down like 20 to 10. Yeah. Amazed that we had gotten the double digits at that point because you guys were serious, didn't you guys? Like win nationals and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Not a big deal. Rex is, Rex is a stud. Oh sexy Rexy. I have amazing memories from Sexy Rexy. Okay, so here's my story. Here's my Rex story. I got a great one. So I would always get horribly, horribly sunburned. You still do, though, right? And Rex. And I still do. And I, I, you know, I'm a big sunscreener. Back then I was a big sunscreener, but you know, you'd play these like seven hour days or whatever, crazy long tournaments. And by the end of the day, you know, you're a kid, you don't reapply as frequently as maybe you should have. <laughs> and Rex has got this skin that just goes from white to golden bronze. Like he doesn't burn. There's no way. And I would put on the sunscreen and then, of course, by the end of the day, he put on zero sunscreen. He would look perfectly tanned. I would look like a lobster. I was like completely red, completely <laughs> sunburned. And he'd be like, why do you put that sunscreen on? You're making your skin up. Yes, guy. <laughs> <laughs> and he would always just cheer me about that. And I hope that you replace the word that I used. And Josh and I were talking about this before the show with, yes, guy. Right over top. <laughs> <laughs> It's a lot of work, man. You got to dub it over. Just dub it. Just the one little spot. <laughs> I mean, are you, you cut the story? I get it. No, there's no cuts. This is sharp cuts, buddy. We made one cut at the sharp beginning, cuts. one cut at the end. That's it's it. Sharp cut on that story. Yeah, like it's a sharp cut. There's no soft cuts. Yeah, you say I have weak skin and just just chirp it relentlessly. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, I hope he's doing well now, Rex. If you're watching, you're probably not, but uh, shout out. Hope you're doing well. Gosh. Yeah, back then, it was, uh, the game was in Coburg, I remember. Like, where the where the nets are short, the sand is firm. Oh, yeah. Are you bringing the head back, headband back, Sam? I, I don't, I that must have been Rex wearing the headband. I don't remember ever wearing a headband. I have a memory of you wearing a headband. Magic. You and Rex I, both yeah. not matching. Oh, what? Maybe, maybe I'll give you a maybe. Yeah, bring it My back, friend. buddy. Swag. It's what it's all about. We gotta get some personality in this game. Dan knows. Oh yeah, and I'll change my hair every year if I need to. Well, let's bring the cornrow <laughs> back. Let's get headband back. We'll get long and shaggy haired Garrett and Oscar back. Josh, what's your retro look? I think the beach crew, because I also had weak skin, was I was the guy on the beach with like a long sleeve underneath the tank top with a oh, straw yeah. hat, and like I was. <laughs> I was in sun protection for, for sure in the shade as much as possible. Like Shady Josh. We never <laughs> called you that. <laughs> so shady. <laughs> well, those are like the like Team Ontario or Team Canada coaches stay, staying in the shade and watching with their clipboards. I don't, I don't remember any names. He's only allowed to coach us during the winter. Hey, exactly. do they still do that? That's a good point. Jason Oscar. Hubbard was the best. He would always pull up his chair and be there the whole day. Like he would put in some time. Yeah. And like, tell me if they still do this, if this is still a thing. Like Oscar and I used to laugh hilariously when we we're on beach crew watching like these coaches and they just take people off into the woods, like off, like secluded, like sitting, like, like we'd see people like, in the, there's like a group of trees at Ashbridge's Bay where we played tournaments. And that's like, you're in a forest basically. And they're like standing huddled three people, like, talking game plan and stuff like is that still a thing because that was i mean i feel like it was kind of weird I mean, it we was weird a, to see 
It was very weird to see. You'd finish a game, you'd walk on the boardwalk, and you'd go like be filling up your water bottle from a match, and you just look to your left, and it'd be like someone being disciplined sitting in a chair, like <laughs> at least fourteen-year-old girls wrong, and crying. you could have done things better. Yeah, yeah, like it looked oh, like they were back. being disciplined, but they maybe were or weren't. We don't know. Oh yeah, we don't know. But just the visual of it was like yeah their own like little dark oasis this is team on you know like yeah it was a, it was definitely visually yeah. weird but they could be like you guys did such a good job but just because of how the way they looked it was so it was very weird do they still well, do that fair Josh? i don't think it was just team ontario dallas's worst memory on the ova beach tour was getting to the playground with you garrett and getting yelled at by john may for like an hour straight because you guys <laughs> didn't win an ova event well listen <laughs> there there is a, a number of famous locations for John May lectures. Oscar knows because he's been on the receiving end of several. Come over to the house. Dad's in his <laughs> NHL boxers. I don't know if you guys ever saw the NHL boxers. We should ask him about if he ever comes on the show again. He's got boxers with the NHL team on. He's wearing them like shorts. He's got no underwear on. This is his underwear. And he's given full lecture to whoever's in the house on Sunday morning. So that was a pretty regular thing. I don't know. <laughs> Like he'd take us anywhere and lecture us. We just wanted to get out of there because we didn't want anybody see us getting reamed out by him. That's why we wanted to be in the woods. I'm just, I, I asked because I remember it being super weird. They don't still do that, right? Like it's not like at the training center, you're indoors and they're like, oh, actually, we got to go into this corner to chat. Or do people still do that? It's tough to say because we haven't had an event in so long, but I feel like it's still like looking for meeting space is hard at Ashbridge Bay and Downsview. I feel like some people get pretty creative with it. That's true. You're right. As uh, as we got Sam Schachter having technical issues here, can we just say both? Sorry, guys, my internet keeps cutting yeah, out. Yeah, seriously, like both, it's, it's because back, back. honestly, it seems like he's in like Mexico in a basement, just sipping on his Corona. He's definitely not in Canada. He's he's, he's somewhere else. <laughs> oh, yeah. He needs all the sunscreen he can get. He wouldn't be anywhere sunny. <laughs> It's true. Well, I wouldn't be talking, though, Dan, because you've had a crappy connection this whole time, too. You guys got to get your internet. If you guys just chirp me, I can't even hear a thing that you're saying. I just hear that you guys are chirping me, and I'm not happy about it. It's my internet. It's not my fault. No, it is your fault. Get that fixed up internet. I know you can't hear me. Maybe you can read my lips. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Dan, you too, though. Like, get that internet better, buddy. Like, oh, gosh. What kind of operation are we running here? Going back to that poll, I think I'm going to go and vote. This show is garbage. <laughs> no, sorry. I won't do that, Josh, because uh, we're a team. We can do this. Right? Yeah, that reflects poorly on us. Right? Like, let's, yeah, let's... right? We can do this? We're going yeah. to make a show? Oh, yeah. This is fun, Gary. You're having fun. This is fun. Right. Right. We're having fun. Absolutely. Um, well, I mean, guys... What else you got? I mean, it's been long enough. Nothing? This is how we end the show, usually, is like, nobody knows what the heck's going on. I mean, very anticlimactic right now. Yeah, like, I think everybody's kind of disappointed that we're ending the show, except for our listeners who are eager to turn this garbage off. (laughs) (laughs) So hard on yourselves. Well, hey, listen, 10% of people think this show is garbage. Yeah, that's low. That's true. So that means, Oscar, you and I, we have 10% of second place. Let's go! <laughs> <laughs> yes, guys. Well, 
Yeah, maybe we'll do a poll, another poll after this and be like, hey, we got to include Sam Schachter in this and see. If I do do that, what's the other option that I should put? Should I include this is garbage or should I sh- throw something else in there? Lost connection again. Well, that's Lost great, Sam. Check. So I think <laughs> Sam's internet is garbage is going to be definitely one of them on the list. Like just definitely prominent. I think maybe I'll just make a single poll with one option. It, it, the question is Sam's internet garbage. And it, the only answer is just yes. <laughs> he won't even, he won't even be in it. Oh my God. God damn it. Okay guys, stop. He's uh, back. I, I cut out when you said Sam's going to be in the poll and then I knew you guys were going to start chirping me again. <laughs> it was a whole cycle. <laughs> yeah. I said, That's I'm making a poll trying. and it just is Sam's internet garbage. And the answer, the only answer is yes. <laughs> well, no, seriously, Josh, you better, you better start shutting down the show. Or else we're going to be here all day. Sam's Can't disconnecting. Like, I, I think it's a signal. God damn it. Like, the show is literally falling apart here at the uh, end. Yeah, we, we have to apologize it. to our viewers. Listen, you chose to tune in to this. I mean, thanks for not voting that this show is garbage, by the way. Yeah, thanks, Mom, and whoever else is still listening to this. Appreciate you sticking it out this far, and uh, I think we'll have to shut it down there.